0: we got the truth we got the truth we got the truth of small business we got the truth yeah we do we got the truth we got the big who wrote that song of small Small business business. yes i rent yes i rent yes i rent property management Mm -hmm. Place good tents what? and collect your rent. What? Maintain your priorities and, and account a- for it. True, We got the truth.
1: We got the truths.
0: We got the big truths. Small, small business. business sponsored by SIR. Yes, I apologize in advance for all of the uh, interruptions in the song. This is Joe Watkins, Travis Castle, coming to you from the big truths of small business. And today, we have a special guest. We've mentioned him a couple times on the show. It's Alex Jenkins. Thank you, Alex. Say hello.
2: Very welcome to be here today, guys.
0: All right, cool. So Alex, we brought him on the show for a very specific reason today. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you what the show's about. Alex is 21 years old. He is an entrepreneurial spirit. He He... He's like a tiger in a cage. You bout you can't contain him. He reminds us of ourselves at that age. And we realized and recognized that we have some young people in the show that listen to the show. And we thought, how cool would it be to bring a guy that's an avid listener to to maybe fire some questions at the big truths. So we can make sure we're addressing some of the, some of the things they're thinking about in their generation and I think Alex is a great representative of that. So, so, that's the show. We're gonna have we're we're gonna have some 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 question and answer sessions here from an X generation in Alex, and so that's the show. Welcome. You can find us at uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, yesirent.com. We're everywhere your podcasts are. So go ahead and hit subscribe if you like what we do. Alex. Give us your very first question on the big truths.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait and a minute, here Alex. Is. Here's what I want to make for sure the audience has a a picture of you because today, frankly, there's no video. We can't see you, so that I think you guys did that on purpose. Well, that look, you know, look, you have it, to
0: meet proper protocol to be on video.
1: It, <laughs> it is what it is, Alex. Right? So we've talked about overcoming obstacles. So there's no video today. We spent the whole day with Alex. Alex, would you describe yourself to the listening audience, the millions listening, as a super fan? Right? I feel like you've listened to every episode.
2: Lie, I would. I guess I could say I've listened to every episode. Yeah, I'm going to go with super fan on that. Right? Are you? You feel like you're a super fan? Feed your ego? No, 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 no. I'm (laughs) just legit super fan.
1: Legit? Do you feel like a super fan?
2: I mean. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. All right, you're right. Go, you're all right, right. fire away, Jeff. first question? Well, I
0: want to say it? this. I want to say that Alex um, is uh, currently in our industry. He's uh, Keller Williams' agent, and uh, he's got some some uh, experience here over the last you know year doing some transactions, traditional retail transactions, and uh, is very excited about the potential opportunity to do some 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 business in the in the investing world. So. There's some relevance as to why he's here. We've known him here for six or seven, eight years. And so and he does listen to the show. And he listens to the show because he he understands that what we have done has produced results. That's why he's here. That's why he's been listening. You listen to guys that, that are successful, and and, and, and and that's what he's been doing. So, um, so with that said, moving into um, – from your perspective, you're, you're, a 21 year old, you're, I mean, you're, you're really just embarking on sort of your future. And, uh, you know, so you've got some guys that have been around a while, has been involved in a lot of different businesses. Um, what, what what's your first question, man?
2: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I have a, I Have a good bit to say. Like, I mean, I, I just want to say first off, I appreciate you guys having me here. I mean, I really love the show. I've been listening for, for a while. You know, since it since, since it we started, started. What in what
0: February? Yeah, I think?
2: February. Yeah. Not not too long ago. But yeah. you know, you guys have you guys have had a good run so far. Um, but I do appreciate you guys letting me come on the show. And and just to get started with my first question, um, this is something that I I think about every single day, and it's just waking up and recommitting to yourself daily because I think we all know what it is we want to do and where we want to go in our lives but the real the real struggle is committing to yourself every single day because you know you know what it is you have to do to get there but how do you remind yourself every day that this is what I need to do today and how do you how do you remind yourself that day to do that thing so that you can get closer to your goal
0: I'll start with this answer because I think think you almost have to back up a little bit and go. Because you said something in in the question that I want to address, which is we all know where we want to go. And, you know, today's my birthday, by the way. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I'm 46 years old. Happy
1: 46, Joseph Watkins. And
0: as a 46-year-old... I can safely say that no. In fact, we don't
1: always know where we want to go. Yeah, that's definitely not true.
0: And and so the biggest problems that that I can see as I, I look over my twenty five thirty years in, in in business and working for others um, is maybe I don't have clarity of exactly where I want to point. And that is what creates some inconsistencies. I have not truly sat down and mapped out and identified really where I want to go. And look, at a young age, how do you do that? You know, I do think that as life experience comes in, that you you are modifying where you want to go. And I think that's completely okay. Um... But I also think that there's many 30, 40, 50-year-olds who are running hard every single day without a blueprint. How do you build a house without a blueprint? You know, you, got, you I got to give... But
2: why do you think that these, you said 30, 40, 50-year-olds, like why do you think they're sitting there running as hard as they can to build these houses? Like, and that's obviously a metaphor that you're using, but like why do you think they're running so hard to do this thing when they have no end goal?
0: Well, I think because, first of all, if I look at the education system, I I don't see future goal setting as it relates to what I'm good at and what I would, what I see myself enjoying doing. I don't see that really being tied up. It it certainly wasn't when I was a kid. I think it's even worse now. And so I I think there's uh, just not a process by which it's happening in the educational system. I think that, um, Hey, look, I think in America, we tell our kids, you can be and do anything you want. No, you can't. No, you can't. If your IQ is 95, you're not going to be a surgeon. Sorry. Um, that's an extreme example. But the reality is, no, you cannot do anything you want. There are certain personality traits. There are certain, fi- if you want to be the best swimmer in the world, you probably don't need to be four foot two. Because you ain't got the wings of the guys who can swim very fast because their wings are the size of your whole body. So, listen, there's some things in life that you cannot do based on your own strengths and weaknesses, and that's okay. And so, you know, there's a good friend of mine that said, you know, one of the the biggest lies we ever tell our kids is they can do anything they want to do. We understand why we say that. We're trying to be positive. But the reality is, why aren't we identifying some things early with our kids and helping them maybe give them some choices as hey based on this this and this these are some serious things you might look at so so <laughs> we got phones talking to us here
2: so what I'm saying is is that but where do you find yourself drawing that line between hey this is what you want to do and this is what I I think you're able to do, but here's what you're actually capable of. Like, how do you draw that line?
0: People have to get real with themselves. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. Well, that, if
2: it's your kid, how are you getting real with your kid? I mean, there's you get real with
0: your kid. Hey, kid, um you made C's uh, in, in in you know basic classes, and you want to be a, a doctor? Really? You know what it takes to get you got to go 12 years of school to be a doctor. Let's get real real about what that looks like. You can't float your way to be a doctor.
1: You are five foot one, 275 pounds, and you're going out for the hundred meters and track. You're. Probably not going to make
0: it. Are you going to try to play the Bulls because you love the Chicago Bulls and you thought Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan was a great? You're you're going to no, you're not going to be Michael Jordan. So
1: so this is a bit of the difference in generate. This is a generational difference. To be honest with you, this wasn't a real question that hung around the neck of the 20 year old Joe or the 20 year old Travis in terms of the world is my oyster. Whatever I want to do, I'm going to do. So that world back in the 80s, 90s was a little more structured in terms of what what was required to do that.
2: We didn't have
0: the internet. We didn't have this 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 downstream of just information and opinion just like yeah, our choices was, were more were, were more limited too. Yeah.
1: Now now having said that, I think Joe and I both would be huge advocates of if you've got a burning heart desire you definitely have to, I want you to follow that to the end, even if the end is disaster. That's right. Like, I do want you to keep going. I don't want to be the one to say, hey, I'm sorry, dude, you're, you're ridiculous. You're never going to be a surgeon. Yeah. You're too dumb. I don't want to be the guy to say that, right? Because that could be wrong if you want it bad enough. I mean, I di- there, <laughs> is a, there is a part there where if it's a burning desire, you can overcome some of the kind of the genetic traits, right? If, if you're close, if you're close, you're not going to be a ninety-five. Uh, no, no, I'm not saying be a surgeon. I'm not saying do anything. I'm just saying that the burning desire can overcome some, you know, genetics. It, oh, it, absolutely! absolutely. H- hard work,
0: hard work can overcome natural talents so without do you without a, think without a question.
2: That the genetics can overcome a burning passion as well.
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Obviously, they can. Yeah. I mean, to Joe's point, if I'm four foot nine, I'm not going to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. You won't be. You're, right. you're, just, you're just not going to be. It's just, it's just prohibitive. It's just not going to happen. But it doesn't mean that I. It, what it means is I have put my focus on something and I have been encouraged to the point and I have been lied to my entire life. Um, you know, if I'm four foot nine, again, and I want to do something physical in sports, maybe I would to think about riding a horse, right? Because the guys that do that, Come to find out, are four foot nine, right? The really? successful people yeah, that it's do the that. Small guy. Yeah. It's the small guy. So there are things that small guys do well and compete at, and in the world of sports, it's yeah. just not basketball, <laughs> you know, overwhelmingly. So that's it. I get that. But but
0: but 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 seriously, the real question here is 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 why is that not being discovered earlier? And the reason is because we to our kids. We do lie because to our kids. because we don't. We live in a society even where we we want to give the political the political politically correct answer oh yeah and so i think the sooner we can identify what our real strengths are and why the sooner we begin fostering success
1: that's been part of our conversation with you today in fact absolutely alex. so alex has kind of shadowed Which us today you can't he's hung out today a little bit i've been picking his brain i have i mean i haven't I've met Alex really through Joe and Joe telling me about Alex. But today I've got to know Alex a little bit. And I think the hard part for any of us is discovering what, you know, at a young age before we have had a lot of experiences, you know, what direction should I go, right? I mean, that's, that's really the struggle. Now you kind of have fallen into a direction a little bit, but, you know, I got kids your age and it's hard, man. I mean, you've got to figure out, you've got to kind of go, but your head against the wall. And you've done a little bit of that. You shared with us today that. a little bit of that. Of, Absolutely. Man, You know what? The reality is I've done some stuff I don't like doing. I could do it. I don't like doing it. And, I mean, I think that's valuable. Uh, as young as you can. Now, college shields you a little bit from that. You know, most kids are going to college four to, let's honestly, six years around your uh, you know, age group sure. here. They're, yeah. they're they're in college, right? And so they're sort of masking that behind biology class and other classes. And not that there's no value there. You know, they can determine that through where they're going to school. But there's nothing that beats life experience in what we're discussing here in terms so of So why you're good
2: at. do you think that so many people, and no offense when I say this, but your, your ages, because you guys are a bit older than me, but like, why do you think so many like you literally just told me that life experience proves so much as it does more than a college experience in a way. But why do you think that people your age push their children to do college so much?
0: Well, I mean, it's it's just just a generation we came from. I mean, our parents worked very, very hard if they did go to college. It was a, it was a, uh, it was rare. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was their life's did your mission. Go to college, by the way. I had both; both my parents did not graduate from college. Went partial years, and so it was their life's mission. And you get, did graduate to, from college. I did correct? Yeah. to get their kids,
1: yeah. a college education. So same with mine. Identical. I mean, it was in our generation.
0: Same situation for you. Same situation. And our parents are the baby boomers, and so we're the product of the baby boomers. And and it was without question. From from birth, I was going to college. Mm-hmm.
1: Didn't question
0: it. Didn't, didn't think about it. It, wouldn't even, it didn't even cross my mind. And,
1: and, and, and the reason for that is Joe's parents, my parents, as they grew up, people who had the college, the bachelor's degree, definitely when they went to the interview to compete with those people, those people got the
0: job. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what happened. My, my dad, who's been on the show a couple of times, told me a number of times, he worked for Motorola, that but for a degree, I would have climbed the ladder way higher. But it, as he went for he, certain jobs. He, he did or did not have a degree? He did not have he a degree. Okay. So when, when, when he was competing for a job that he was well qualified for and had the experience for, and maybe somebody else had a, a, a similar experience but had a degree, it's done every time. So here's one got of the,
2: a, It was like easy choice for them, even though that maybe may not have been right in, absolutely. In, in the realistic terms of... Yeah. I mean,
1: here's one of the things your generation and really the generation probably before you has adjusted for, which is having kids early.
2: Right? You think we've adjusted for having kids early do. or you guys adjust for having early? No, 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 no.
1: I, I think you and the, I think we're a couple of generations, unfortunately, removed well, I, from I, you. I
2: think it's just like a weird historical thing because... Yeah honestly, before you guys, maybe like a generation or two before you guys, like realistically, everyone had kids when they were 14 to 17. Everyone did. And then like between like maybe a generation before you guys until my generation and probably generations on, we're all having kids a lot later. You know what I mean?
0: It's moved. It's moved,
2: you know, later every generation, it moves probably by five, by three
0: or four, five years, every generation. Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, it's interesting because it, it actually gives your generation a lot longer period of time to get it, to figure it out. Yeah. I and mean, all of a sudden we're it. having kids, We, you know, at it, it, you know, 25 years old, we got two kids and your, your life choices shrink when you have to make the dollar. This is what I, t- I teach, you know, to, to everybody I talk to is how do you keep your choices wide open? Well, have more margin in your life so the decisions you make that reduce your financial margin over time are the decisions that reduce your options and choices period end of story can
2: i ask you a question sure okay so you say whenever these life events happen you have these reduced opportunities to i would say reduced I don't even know how to explain it, but like you, you can you're just basically saying that you have to make these dollars, right? To provide if I for, have two kids.
0: Yeah, yeah. I gotta got put food on the table. Or okay. if you may or okay. if you go buy a
2: house or buy yeah, a car. Exactly, right? Yeah. right? So like you have all these examples of why you have to make the dollar, right? I mean, I'm twenty one, I still feel that same way, even though it's not because of the reasons you guys are explaining. So like is it so different or is it just the same across Well, I'm not the telling
0: you I felt that way. I'm telling you that was. Yeah, and you got four miles to feed instead of one.
2: I mean, you got how much you, do you think your expenses were per month at that time? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it. Is, I, I kept you have my like I, a guesstimate?
0: I, well. Here's the thing: I, I'm the living proof of understanding margin. And at ten bucks an hour, when I make ten bucks an hour at Chick Fil A, and twelve bucks an hour, and then as I, I always kept you still margin in my the margin, life, yeah. every I, single I, time,
1: I'm, I'm going to give it to you in a way that you can feel it because I remember succinctly so. I married the high school girlfriend, right? So we met in ninth grade. Um, her sister, a few years older than her. And I remember when I was about 18, 19 years old, going to her sister's, my, my brother in law at the time. And I said, Hey, man, how, how much does it cost for you guys to live? Like, we're thinking about getting married. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> that was your, like, yeah, just I mean, that, deciding question of whether you should marry. I mean, or
1: I'm not. looking at this guy about about seven, eight years older than me. They're married, they've got a kid, and I, so I assume that they know what type of money they need to make to do that.
2: And have the two kids and a spouse.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, they, had, uh, they had no idea what their budget needed to be. They could not give me an answer of, hey, before you guys get married, maybe you should be making X dollars a month as kind of a minimum to live. Like they had no idea. And then as I got older and got into the mortgage business, started pulling people's credit report to buy a house and collecting pay stubs and going through people's financials, I realized most people have no clue.
0: Yeah, you're getting to the real answer here. The real answer is what your income is, is somewhat, I will say somewhat, it's somewhat irrelevant to the philosophy philosophy by which you operate on.
2: I hear that. And as someone that has been a real estate agent for just a year and has done very small amount of transactions and has dealt with a very small amount of the general public, I think nobody has a clue with what their, with, how their finances impact their life as a whole. They just think like, I make this much money. This is how much money I have to spend. But nobody actually thinks about, okay, well, this is the money I'm making now. How is this going to affect me for the rest, of the rest of my life in terms of how I use it now?
1: Well, let, before, I mean, that's clearly Joe's wheelhouse. But before, before I go there, let me tell you the, the part that the general public doesn't think about. So we're in the property management business. We're still doing this, right? On a very real, as real as you can get basis. I mean, a guy wants to rent a $1,800 a month house. What does his personal financial profile need to look like? So I mean, so that's the business we're in. Um, and the 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 gap in that guy's thinking overwhelmingly when they apply for that house is what happens when you get sick. You do something physically for a living, like you physically have to be somewhere. You physically clock in. You get paid by the hour. That's the kind of the general public, right? right. Nothing wrong with that. It can be awesome if you do it right. What happens when you get COVID? <laughs> and your work says you're positive. You're out two weeks, baby. Don't we don't want you coming in for two weeks. What is that? What what is that person's perspective there? And that's where the gap is in the conversation. I mean, that's where it's at. Is when I get hit by the car and I'm in the hospital for six weeks. When I get sick and I'm out of work for two weeks. That's the problem. And
0: it's the, and it's the gap that that continues to what we talked about, 30, 40, and 50-year-olds. Why is that gap continuing? Why are we still operating in a gap? Well,
2: why is the gap there?
0: Well, well, the gap's there because it it goes back to really your planning and your goals. If you're letting the, you know, uh, I just realized the other day that my kids didn't know what, or at least one of them didn't know what tail wagging the dog meant. I was like, Really? You never uh, heard that before? I mean, like, uh, wow. Okay, uh, uh, let me tell the audience, the young audience, uh, <laughs> if 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 you're a dog and the tail
2: <laughs>
0: is what's wagging for you and making you wiggle, that's not good. If you are the dog and you're wagging that tail, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay, so what I'm what I'm saying is is that it is abundantly clear with about 80% I like percentages 80% of the people I run into that the tail's wagging the dog there's not a plan on the front end and and, and the plan doesn't plans are not goals by the way there's goals and then there's a plan to execute to try to reach your goals yeah they're way so, really different so I most people don't even have that. goals mm. much less a plan to execute for the goals so so what were my, what were my plan? I'm not even going to tell you that, that I had concrete goals when I was your age. I did have concrete plans and my well, concrete plans was I was, I was, you're I was, sitting here uh,
2: telling me that you can't have a goal without a, or sorry, you can't have a,
0: I did not say you couldn't, didn't have a, you I, couldn't have a plan without a goal.
2: Okay. But you're, you're telling me that plans and goals are way different. So why did you have the plan that you had? If you're telling me you did not have a goal
0: because I had I had a plan of not being in debt and I had a plan of growing margin.
2: so those were your goals I mean at 18 years old so no just, a go- you're just no goal no a those, go- those your no goals. a goal
0: is I'm gonna I'm gonna put 20% of what I make in a 401k every month with the goal that at some point that's gonna lead to an early retirement I mean the, the, the goals have specifics to them okay let's be very clear here Alex. Goals have very specifics to them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna invest five hundred dollars a month in Apple stock for the next five years. That's an actual physical goal that you can that you can check on. A, a plan is 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 a little bit different, and it and it and it may not be goal centered. And, and I will tell you that a plan without a goal is not as good. Plan with a goal is better. But I was telling you, when I was young, there was not the goal. I didn't want to be a millionaire by the time I was 30, but I don't think that I had a, an, an adequate plan for that. But um, but I did have some plans and some philosophies around those plans, which are I'm going to create margin, and I'm going to put a percentage of what I make aside every month, and I'm going to create margin in my life because I know if I do that, that's going to, that's going to reduce stress. And by reducing stress, it helps me make better decisions. And when I make better decisions, I make better decisions. And, and that is what played out. Um, doesn't mean I have specific goals. What I'm telling you is the earlier we can have specific goals around what we're looking to try to do and then and implement a plan behind that, that's what's not even happening with 80% of America, which is sad, but it's true. It's just true. We, we are allowing the outcome of our production, our income, dictate everything.
2: So why is it so, so, so easy to fall into that 80% and just live your check-to-check life?
0: What's the 80-20 rule? I mean, I mean 80% will always fall in the 80%.
2: And the twenty percent. Wall is falling. The twenty. The twenty percent. Like, why are these twenty percent falling? In the 20%. just more intentional.
0: Why are you on this podcast? Why are you the only twenty year old, twenty one year old to be on this podcast? You're much more intentional. But why am I still falling most, in the eighty percent while I'm twenty one, whether mo- I'm
2: on this podcast or not?
0: Well, I don't know that you're falling in the eighty percent. I think that you're on a journey to discover truth. That's why you're on the big truth right now. Fair. And so, Fair. as a twenty one year old who's challenging his own thinking. How many 21-year-olds do I know that's challenging their
1: own thinking? So I had a guy one time I hired as a business coach a few years ago. It was good and bad. I had him for a couple of months. As they always are. They always are. But he, one of the good points I was making to him, I was talking about my kid. You know, as you get older, you have kids. That's all you worry about. You don't care about yourself anymore. You care about kids, right? So talking to him about kids and standards and what's going on with them and all that. One of the things he said that I'll – I'll kind of adopt as the truth, which is people get what they tolerate. You will rise to the level of what you tolerate. So if you tolerate waking up at six in the morning, showering, shaving, eating breakfast, uh, getting on the road by seven, seven thirty, 30, getting to the job by 8. AM. um, Going to the meeting, the, the morning meeting at eight thirty. The boss tells you what's going to happen the rest of the day, and by about eight forty five, nine fifteen, you're on the phone or you're whatever. Which again, I I don't say this um, criticizing. i mean, that that's not a critical thing. That's perfectly fine. I mean, there's great people that do that and people that are happy doing that. But you get what you t- if you tolerate that. And that's what you begin to expect, and that and you normalize that, then you'll do that. And and frankly, you know, look, by the way, you might be happy doing that. Again, I'm not criticizing that. The world works that way, by the way. I mean, the only reason we go to Starbucks and get coffee is somebody woke up at six a.m. <laughs> and went to Starbucks and put the uniform on and made us coffee. Yeah. So that's all good. I'm all for that. But if you're somebody who looks at that and goes, you know what? I want to kind of own my day and I, I don't want to be dictated to, and I don't tolerate someone dictating to me. Well, now you begin to orient life a little bit differently, right? You begin to decide, I agree with that. you know, I, Absolutely. I, I want to wake up and I want to decide what to do. Now, the flip side of that is when you wake up and let's say you wake up at 830, <laughs> you get there at 930, <laughs> Right. 8 is early for me and you're acting like it's late. Uh, well, whatever. Yeah, it's early for me too, to be quite frank with you. Uh the the, the bottom line is if I'm gonna say I'm gonna get there at nine or nine thirty, then by God, I better be effective at what I do between nine thirty and five PM, right? I, I, mean, agree. I okay. sort of I, I sort of earn that. So you so my answer to all that is you get what you tolerate. And I think my business coach was right there. If I tolerate somebody being disrespectful to me in my personal life, they'll continue to be disrespectful to me in my personal life. If I have no version of tolerating that, they won't be. And that's the same with my work life. You know, if I, if I decide that uh, my day needs to look like a 9 to 5 or a 9 to 7 or a, or a God forbid, an 11 to 2,
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: If I decide that that's what needs to happen, then and I'm effective doing that, then I'll tolerate that. Uh, so, you know, I don't even remember the question, but I'm happy. But we're here now, with and my I hear answer. what you're saying. Okay,
2: I'm I'm happy with your answer as well.
0: Well, I think I mean, he was just talking about, you know, why why is this happening? It's happening because the tail's wagging the dog. It's that simple. And that's such a great. It's that that's Such
2: a great analogy because, like, so many times it does happen, and and like people don't realize it's happening until they are able to have someone that they like and can confide in and talk to them and be able to be like, "Hey, this is what's happening to you right now." Like, take this third party perspective and look from the outside in, and then you realize that the the tail is wagging the dog, you know, but you, you never from somebody that's that, 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 that is happening to you would never have realized that before. No. Unless you have somebody being able to be like, Hey, this is what's happening. Like you got to look at it from a different perspective.
0: Let the people that care about you most say things to you without be getting offended. Okay. They, they see things, they care enough about you to say the things to you that most people are not willing to say and 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 by the way most people don't even want to do that because it's 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 not easy to have conflict it's not easy to share things that people don't want to hear and so if they're actually willing to come to the table and say it that gummit this is what I would tell people just just shut the crap up and listen it may or may not be completely valid information but what the big truth is about is won't you listen to the people
1: around you? Wow. So hang on. Stop for a minute on your 46th birthday, Joseph Wikins. <laughs> Alex, as a representative of all 21, uh, you know what? I'm going to go as a representative between 18 and 25, by the way. Okay. All, all right. Well, let's fair. put the demographic there. I can there. agree with that. Let me tell you something that is freeing. Let me free you up. Let me clip the wings from all this stress, all this analysis that I know you've been under analysis okay. today. Giving a damn what anybody thinks about you. The the quicker you can get to a point as a young man, speaking to the young men out there, that's all I know. I don't know, young women, I assume it's the same thing. But young men, I know this is true. Quit giving a damn what anybody thinks about you. What kind of car you drive, where you live, where you? how much money you spend when you go out, what type of clothes you wear. The quicker you can shed that, Oh, yeah in terms of what we're discussing and margin and what you're actually going to do and be happy with the better off you are.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Again, it, it, that is so true. I mean, you kind of bring up a whole other subject matter when you come talk, talk about not just the young population, but more, let's well, say everybody more about the young population, but it's everybody. It's, it's, it's how do my peers perceive me? How does society perceive me? Even, how do I perceive myself through society's eyes? Oh, there it is. Right, that's right. And, and, and who is creating society's eyes? Facebook, uh, marketeers, the people that want your money. Oh,
2: marketeers—they're they're, they're the ones that,
0: that have created Absolutely. what I mean, you know what we're are supposed those to look like. That have created
2: like? the environment for you, or is that the? People that have created the environment for everyone. Everyone. It, it, for it, sure. It, it's, the, well, it, it's their attempt. I can hear I can hear and I can understand what you guys are saying, but you gotta you you guys really have to realize the fact that you're not the only ones being influenced by social media. You know what I mean? Like you guys are seeing the things that you see, but like everyone else is seeing the things that we like everyone else sees as well like you guys are That's pretty, what I'm saying. But like you guys are pretty similar so you guys see the same things because that's how the algorithms on Facebook and Instagram and everything works but like tell us what you see Alex what 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 do,
1: what do you see from your perspective?
2: I see things that I am I sit here and I'm I google oh, let me buy a new hat or whatever. This is just such a shallow example, but I'm like, <laughs> let me buy a new hat. And then I see Facebook ads for the next four or five or six or seven weeks that is like, look at all these hats. Like, look at these new hats. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But it's like, how, do, do you understand how, hey, well, even though I'm saying similar things, but they're sure. different? Let, let me let
0: me clear the point up here. The point is that how do how does the average person know what their makeup should look like,
1: or what the new hottest trend told exactly
0: because the, new, the told. new hottest trend of but the shoe they should be wearing. Are they told that. Well, th- there's a clear reason why they're told that because Nike makes a hell of a lot of money by selling I you a hundred ninety dollar pair. Pa- Wait no, a minute, they- by by selling you a hundred ninety dollar pair of shoes. So the why is easy. The why is easy. I could that- end the podcast there. So the the, the 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 why is not the question. The 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 question is is or the, or, the, or the nugget or the, the big truth is that you need to recognize that that's what's happening. Recognize that your value is not in the $190 pair of Nike shoes because I think I have put a lot of money in my pocket over the years by never buying a brand new pair of Nike shoes ever.
2: I feel that. I'm not a big online shopper. <clears throat> I don't really buy clothes in general at all. But I think one thing we have talked about today is self-awareness. And I know you know what I'm talking about, Travis, right? And and Joe, you were part of those conversations. It's just like being self-aware of what we want and what we think we want. And it's about looking at social media and looking at the marketing that is targeted at us. Me as a 21-year-old. I mean you guys are obviously a little a little bit older, but like you guys still have a lot of a lot older. You guys still have a lot of marketing targeted towards you guys. Sure. And it's like, are you gonna are you gonna cling on to this little bit of marketing and get sold immediately just like that because you see it and it's like targeted no. towards you? No. Or are you gonna like be able to in, intellectualize these ads? Look, look,
0: this is the whole point, is you got to separate yourself from the marketeers. This is the so, whole point. So so like, so
1: Joe might i I'm sorry, mm. Joe, So so Joe might send me something that he saw on his Facebook. And of course he's seeing it over and over. You know, that's why Facebook does yeah. pound you, pound you, pound you. And i look at it and I'll go, it's not oh. what Facebook does. It's what good marketers do. what good do. marketers do. And I look at it and I go, oh wow, you know what? I actually saw that same ad to your point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your age. I'm kind of your demographic. That's what Facebook specializes in.
2: Um, it's not what Facebook specializes in. It's what people who market on Facebook specialize. Absolutely, and so there's a difference.
1: So, so what we relate to though is the ridiculousness, the ridiculousness of some of the marketing, right? So, so at our age, we look at it and we go, "That guy's on a yacht. He's shaking some champagne." Got a bunch of girls in bikinis. Super nice boat. On that yacht. Super nice you know, boat. Wearing nice clothes. What jo- I get it. What, 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 what does Joe and I know? What do we know about that? There's <laughs> a bunch of crap. It's so a margin campaign. Are, are you familiar with a guy named Dan Bilzerian? Oh, of course. You know Dan Bilzerian? Do you know Dan Bilzerian? Dan no, Bilzerian. I don't. His dad was a famous
2: poker player. He's Rob, a famous poker player.
1: I don't know I about his something. dad now. His dad is white. Is he's that famous. the story? Okay. Yeah. So, so Dan Belzerian, he's got this, I mean, he is the guy, right? So if you look up Dan, Dan's a, frankly, Dan's about 40 years old, by the way. Phenomenal shape. He's on a yacht tonight, I'll guarantee you, with about 20 women in a hot tub. Okay, so that's his Instagram. That's kind of his thing. He's a gambler. He says he makes a living off of uh, playing poker. High stakes poker in Las Vegas or in big high stakes games,
2: right? He also owns a very, very high net worth uh, cannabis company. Cannabis company. He's an entrepreneur. Dan of times. Does. His dad was a professional poker. Player.
1: His dad's a professional. I mean, he is just this. As, as you can hear, all that poker, women, all yacht. You can hear all this stuff, right? You can imagine what his Instagram looks like, right? Alex, do you know that Dan's uh, Bilzerian? His finances are a joke. Have you heard that side of it? I can imagine. Have you heard any of the information, the the real information behind it? Which is when he goes to a yacht, he's renting the yacht. That $5 million yacht is rented yeah. for a day. So when I look at that stuff, I get I'm, it. I'm, yeah, I mean, you probably get it. You're a smart guy. I'm not believing Belittling you, no. but I'm just saying. When I look at that stuff, I go, "That is a wad of crap." Well, I mean, that's BS. And look, I mean, it, it,
0: again, we're, t- we're we're trying to bring this down to brass tacks of everyday entrepreneurship, young guys trying to figure out their future, and the comparison culture is really what uh, is really what is damaging in the social media worlds.
2: Well, I can hear you saying that, but also I feel like a lot of what I want is because I've compared myself to other people, and I but, get. But I that's get,
0: bogus. It's it's fraud.
2: Well, I get that it's good and bad, but it's like I don't even know if I would ever want what I want now if I didn't have something to compare myself to.
0: Well, here's the deal: your goals should not be based on comparing to someone else's exorbitant life. What well, that's not a that's not a. a a good goal, honestly, because there's always someone who does better. There's always somebody who makes more free throws. There's, there's just always somebody sure. who, who, who's going to, you know, and, and by the way, even if they don't, as you just mentioned, Travis, even if they don't, they can present themselves as
1: such. It's easy, right? Cause it's
0: marketing. So I think it's very damning and very damaging to use those types of personalities as uh, you know a platform to to, to set goals around, I, I just think it is. I think it's it's also such a it's kind of like the, the the kid who's fifteen years old who's thinking about football. and the only thing in his life is I want to be you know the linebacker on the Patriots. that doesn't mean that, 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 that that's not a bad goal. What that means is if your entire life is centered around that, and we know the percentages of people actually get there. It's minimal. What does that say about me? Like,
2: where do you well, let me?
0: Let me finish. What does that say about me when I don't get there? What is that pouring in me as I I realize that that's not going to be where I'm going? By the way, by no fault of my own, I, I, I happen to not be 300 pounds in, 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 in you know, the DNA yeah, that, run, that needed to be there. Run or run. I didn't have... The, the special training program that, that the guys that did you know right. whatever, whatever it may be point being is that, that so many of us live in a comp, such a comparison culture and I'm not good enough and I can't make that and and I, I'm a failure unless I get there and that that, that you will know you, you had a question before the podcast which is what's the one what's the one thing that you would tell a young guy you know from our perspective and, and, and it, it's around this really really, really point yourself towards some targets that are not based around a marketing culture. That's just a, so, that's a shallow way to point yourself.
2: I, I hear that and I, I can respect that, but just to bring up the question that you just asked because it was something I was gonna bring up again, but it's like if there's one thing you could tell a young guy that wants to be in your shoes someday, wants to make it where you've made it what do you tell them
0: well i mean again first of all they don't really understand what my shoes
2: are you're right they don't all
0: all they really know is what is what they see um we know that you can look at every
1: what what do they see so what do you see right now so so we're sitting in joe's basement Okay.
0: Let's, let's don't let's don't put my thing on. No. On oh, your no, this is a fair comparison. Oh, let's don't do that. This is your
2: 46th well, listen, birthday. Listen, yeah, definitely don't do that. It right? is his birthday. It, happy birthday, Joe. Happy, happy birthday, Joe. birthday, Joe. No, but seriously, I've already said this once today. So Joe and Travis, they both already know, but what I said was, Joe, you seem like a happy guy. You seem pretty successful. You seem like you have most of your things together and you make enough money to be comfortable and that's what I want to be someday. So you're and looking what is so what what does it look like for me to be 21 Joe you turned what 46 today correct so I'm 21 Joe's 46 so what does it look like for me All to right. go from 21 having almost nothing except a little bit of a good job and a real estate license to getting to 46 and being wealthy and a
0: G- ha- give me happy. a give can you give me a three or to five minute monologue here I'll
2: give you a three this, is this is
0: too important this is too important is way too important. Now, this monologue needs to have an audience. I'm listening after pee. So, if you know, if if you are looking at me, and you're looking at me at in a stagnant moment in time, a 46 year old, and you're looking at my house, we're in my basement right now, which is a pretty cool basement. Um, it, it looks like we're in a, a a bar scene with brick walls and musical instruments and pool tables. I mean, it's the, the ideal looking basement, right? And, and you're looking at this one moment in time and going, well, I want that. What does that look like? How do you get there? What I'm going to say is, and the monologue is this. You also need to listen to and ask the question, what sacrifices did you make along the way to be there? And would you sacrifice again in the same way? What would you have done differently? Could you achieve the same results with not making some of those sacrifices? And and, and so my my charge is this. You don't want to be the guy That is sacrificing a portion of your life, a valuable portion of your life for riches. And so I think as we get older and where wisdom kicks in is what, what really matters in life when you die, I could die of COVID next month. A lot of people we know are dying, um, for all types of reasons, You don't take any of that stuff with you. So I think the journey that we are on as we reach for our goals, some of those being financially based, I think it's the journey that we need to really pay attention to. Me and Travis talked about this a lot. We talked about it a few shows ago. Travis had a heart attack in his 30s. Could have been gone. It gave him a, a different perspective on life. If Alex, if if, if we can learn how to appreciate and, and, and really take in the journey from where you are to where I am and still get here from a, say, a financial position, then man, that's where it really is. And so, you know, that's the answer. The answer is,
2: if if that's the answer in question, in one it, it is, you know.
0: Well, it is. I mean, you just can't ever look at somebody at a stagnant point in time and say, well, "I want to be there." And this is what them, does that take? This
2: is always them because nobody is stagnant like that, you know.
0: And and you don't. And, and it's it's all of the the history that got them there. Some of which some, they, they might be very not proud of.
1: Well, and, and, and let's talk about this too, which is there's very little wealth. There's very lo- little satisfaction made in not making something better. So making something better to me is really where the equity or where the satisfaction is for somebody in your position. So when you look at guys like, like Joe and you go, hey, you know, he got successful, he's got a nice house, got a nice car, seems to be happy, seems to have enough money. But the reality is, how did he get there? And almost universally, I don't care if it's the guy that owns the pizza shop. You talked about the, the guy you know that owns the pizza shop or the guy that owns the bar or the guy that owns the bowling alley or the car lot, just keep going. What he did to be successful can be summed up in he made it better. He made the bowling alley better. He made the car lot better. He made the bar. He made the restaurant. That pizza you're talking about, that $200 meal we were talking about earlier, all of a sudden people are paying $200 for a steak and they actually feel good about it. How did he do that? And that's where the answer lies for young people is how do I take something? I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I don't have to create a new steak create a new pizza i have to make the
2: experience better it's for like the, for how do you customers. do it as good as everyone else to make people want to come here
1: yeah i mean not not even do it as good as ever how do i just kick their ass how do i make the best experience so i can have an average pizza and a great experience
2: and charge starbucks for, 40 for example per- right? starbucks is the starbucks. premium example starbucks sells their experience they do at the end of the day, I mean, sure, they have good coffee for the most part, but, like, right. at the end of the day, they sell their experience. So. I don't even go to Starbucks, and you wanna, You guys want me to tell you why I don't go to Starbucks? Too expensive. I don't care. Not about the price. You it's gotta because wait. When I go there, I don't know what to order because the menu is just tailored to people who know what they want, and it's just, like, it gives you the bare minimum, and when you go to Starbucks, you know what you want, and you're gonna order what you want. I just don't know what that There's is for me. There's just so many me. things. Yeah. I don't know what that it's, is for me it feels because it's not on the menu.
1: So, so let me give you a great example of overcoming that. I taught, I called Joe yesterday out of the blue. So we got this guy. He filled out a form on our website. He's got a, a home. He actually lives in the home, but he's getting married or fiance or whatever. He's moving out of the house and... He's not sure it's going to close later this month. So he fills out a form on our site. He's wants selling to, it? He wants to rent the property. He's trying mm, to sell it. But okay. he's, my backup plan is to rent it. This is to pretty common okay. for us, right? So we're yeah. in the real estate business. So I call the guy back. He fills out the form. I call him. Come to find out, the guy owns eight Harley Davidson dealerships. This is a little bit of a different guy. You don't, you don't talk to this guy on a regular basis, so... Uh, you know, I, I start kind of uh, picking his brain a little bit. And I, in the course of the conversation, I get down to, hey, my business partner, Joe is a big, he rides, he's got a Harley. He rides bikes all the time. And I'm a little envious. I frankly think I'll kill myself inside of five minutes riding a, a motorcycle. I tell him, <laughs> thank you, Joe. So I'm I, I telling this guy who owns eight Harley Davidson's. That's the question I put to him. And his response to me is, Oh no, no, I get it. I get a lot of people feel that way. We have a Harley Davidson Academy for people who've never been on a motorcycle. You need to go to the harley davidson how did
2: you meet this guy again
1: he filled out a form on our website he wanted to rent a property he wants with to us. rent his with home. yeah exactly he's he, he wants to rent the property no, he's an owner home.
0: he wants to man Yeah. yeah, yeah he wants management. us to
1: manage find a tenant for him right so i call him back as a prospect during the course of the conversation i realized he owns,
2: Find out that he owns he all, like all these heart har- yeah I mean, this is a unique person right
1: yeah. So I start quizzing him, and I go, "I, I kind of, when I was a kid, I rode motorcycles, but I'm an adult, and it's you been, don't ride them anymore. It's been 30 years, baby. I'm going to kill myself immediately. I'm going to go to Wendy's and die, right?" <laughs> <laughs> so he 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 kind of tells me, "No, you're not. You're going to go to our academy. You're going to learn how to ride it from a certified instructor, and you're going to be just fine." And he sort of opens up this possibility for me, right? So I started from this perspective of there's no way, impossible, can't do it. I'm not a customer of yours. No way. Let me give you this problem I've got. He went, I'll solve your problem. I'll teach you how to do it. You'll love it. (laughs) And in fact, he said to me, Alex, he said, you'll walk out of that academy and you'll walk right into our showroom and buy Harley Davidson. (laughs) When I hung up
2: the phone, I thought, "Oh my God, I better." Joe's not... over here. Like, can we go ride right already? Like, <laughs> well, well I'm trying to right. get I, I, you know, I'm already. sitting here
0: saying, "Listen, I mean, for a young artre- entrepreneur, you know, Harley Davidson. I mean, it's been around since 1901. You know, h- how do I pull lap? from that to be better? Well, you know, I, I think you have to to, to, to pull out f- actual traits that an individual needs to possess to be successful." Davidson's Davidson's, you know, again, it's been around for a hundred years and so, or a hundred you know, 20 years. And so, you know, how does an individual young entrepreneur, want to be entrepreneur see themselves in the future? And what are the, what are the traits they need to possess to, to, to be me at 46?
2: And well, uh, I hear what you're saying, but like my real question is how do I be you at 36? You know what I mean?
0: Well, I hear what you're saying, but you, I've not answered the question for 46. You sure the hell ain't gonna know 36? Exactly. Right. And so, uh, you know, the, the traits that are needed, I think, are more powerful than the idea. Listen, I mean, I know million millionaires that didn't have a bright idea.
2: What they had was they just did what was proven.
0: Yeah, they had great execution. They followed
2: the proven model. They have
0: great execution. They had great marketing. They had a better marketing plan in their market than somebody else. Or better execution. Um, the guys that had bright ideas and great execution, well, they're billionaires.
1: Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's just it. Ideas are easy. So when I was younger, when I was your age, I was hung up. And man, hear me, maybe not you, Alex, but hear me 20-year-olds. <laughs> the great idea don't mean jack. No. It, did, it doesn't mean as much as you think. Like having the really cool idea, or you know what? if I opened a pizza restaurant, I'd do this because I worked at one and they didn't do that. The, the idea is the execution of the idea, right? So um, the marketing of the So, idea. so Tom Brady, he was uh, he was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer this weekend for the first time. I didn't watch the game. I'm not watching NFL games. This year. Okay. So I didn't watch him, but I did hear about him. Too right? much kneeling going on? I don't appreciate oh, the kneeling, goodness. to be honest with you. That's another another pod. We'll, – we'll get into that one, I know, eventually. <laughs> but as of right now, I'm not watching. But I am listening to other podcast talk about it, funny enough. And so what, what did he find out this weekend? Man, the execution of the game plan. You can have the greatest game plan in the world – when Bill Belichick's not your coach, mm. and sort of walking you through practice every week and talking about executing that game plan, come to find out, you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. <laughs> and traditionally, he lost his first game. Traditionally, they lose. They lost their first game, and, and he lost. Did the Patriots win their first game? Patriots won. Yes, their first they game. did. That, by the way, with the lowest paid quarterback in, in the league the, in, the, in, the, in the league. Whoa! Come wow. wow. to find out, so, but the best coach in the league. Brother, so what I would tell Whoa. you as far as having a lifestyle at 36 versus 46 or 56 or 66 is it is in the execution. So so the closer you can get to somebody who executes and serves that pizza. So so Domino's Pizza, how, how do we know who Domino's Pizza is? 30 minutes or less. You don't remember well, that, because right? Because we
2: hear about them every day and every other day on well, our Instagram ads. Well, you our, do now. Facebook but, ads, you, but, you know what I mean?
1: But in the 80s. Well Domino's Pizza was thirty minutes my or parents less. Didn't
2: even think of me in the eighties. Well, exactly.
1: But I'm telling you, how you know who that name now is because they made an offer you can't refuse, and that offer is this thirty minutes or less, or it's free. Or it's free. So they had
0: to figure out to execute that one or they go broke.
1: Good yeah. night, man. So so they either whether,
2: did it or they just don't do business. Why you
1: know? why do people order pizza at home and not go get it? They want it fast and quick and now the premium wasn't on the best they pizza. They set the
2: precedent for delivery pizza. They sure did.
1: They Well, they understood their customer, right? Their customer wanted it now. Yeah. They don't want it necessarily the
2: best pizza. They just want it now. Well, you're talking about 20, 35 years ago. If you order pizza right now, Travis, do you want it in an hour and a half or do you want it in 30 minutes? I mean, I still want it as quick as you exactly. possibly can get it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Joe, you too, right? Like... Would you would you go pick up a pizza if you can get it in thir- in twenty minutes, or would you rather get it delivered if you can get it in twenty five minutes? Oh, yeah, uh,
0: no question. If It's the same product. Twenty five minutes. Exactly. However,
2: would you pay the extra? A, diff- a different podcast is
0: I may wait forty five minutes for a better quality pizza. Oh, would you? Me really? personally. Would you really? Absolutely.
1: Well, the different podcast no is this. Why does Domino's not still advertise that? By the way, you don't hear that anymore. You don't. Because it did, didn't work. Their drivers were getting killed trying to deliver the pizza in 30 minutes. Well, well, it's about the, the fact execution that, like, of that I was impossible. The, I work yeah. in the
2: restaurant industry, so, like, I get it. Like, these drivers are making tips. Like, you might have three drivers a night, and they're splitting all the tips, and you might have $275 a night, right, in tips. So, what is that? That's almost, like, $80, 80 $90 a night per driver, right? So, like, if you're guaranteeing a 30-minute delivery, you're going to have to hire five drivers a night so that everyone can get their pizza as soon as they order it. And instead of getting $85 a night in tips, $90 a night in tips, you're getting $40, $45 a night in tips. And you're yeah, doing so the that's same exact a, job as the other Sort person. of a
0: backdrop to a business model, right? Yeah. Whatever... It's like, are you pleasing your adopt.
2: customers or are you pleasing your employees? We have to like, please all of them. A, exactly.
0: The, the good business
1: model has to consider all and nail all. The point I'm making is make it better. If if you were like a hyper entrepreneur and you say, you know what? I've had Domino's. Domino's been around for 40 years and I can do it better. Cool. Go do it better. That's the answer. Is doing it better than the competition that's already succeeding? I mean, that that's that's the short answer to my to, to, to the 21-year-old's perspective on entrepreneurship, in my opinion.
0: And I'm going to wrap it up like this. Did I just drop the mic? Wait, wait hang on. I just dropped the mic. I'm going to wrap it like this. We've talked about sort of different time zones here of entrepreneurship, different perspectives. There's no way to to deliver – Forty-six year old perspective in, in any kind of full way to a twenty-one year old. We only can pull nuggets out. Oh, Nuggets and
2: were very. This uh, is a monologue.
0: <laughs> and so, if if the twenty-one year old realized that the forty-six year old nuggets had some value, maybe more value than they get value than they get credit, because I think we're in a culture of. Uh, we're in a we're in a culture of, of of let me let me challenge. We're in a challenge culture.
2: Sure, we're in a challenge culture, that.
0: and so despite what the truth is, there's a challenge. Despite, and so I've kind of resolved. Can I to,
2: challenge you to say that you honestly feel the same way? Huh? Do you feel the same way? You want to challenge people about their beliefs as well?
0: I don't challenge for the sake of challenge. Um, I challenge if if I believe that there is a perspective I hadn't heard. I want to hear their perspective more deeply. Okay. Because by hearing their perspective more deeply, it either, A, helps to clarify and deepen my own perspective, or, or it may actually go, oh, hang on a second. There's some things over here I hadn't thought about in my perspective. So it is, it is, a, it is a true consideration of finding the truth, is why I would want to hear a cons- perspective, not not for the sake of being right. Um, but in a, in a culture where challenge and let me, let me be something different or separate just for the sake of, i, I, I throw that out with the bathwater. It's it's just not, it's just not, uh, I, I don't think it's productive. And I think that's what the young generation can realize is there's some, there's some tried and trues here that are still tried and trues and they work. Better believe it. If you can mix that with some of the today's experiences and culture and, and I think you can you can really learn some things. But the tried and is, in fact, out of this election, what we're going to find, and out of, of sort of some 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 you know, cultural challenges that we're facing, here's what we're going to find. We think that we're going to go completely digital right now because the powers that be say that we need to be. Oh, there's going to be some businesses that come out of this. They realize that human interaction and human contact are seriously important and they're going to make some serious cash. So, so out of every every you know chaos, there will be back to the basics
1: because you can't change who a human I is. I want to draw attention to the fact that that perhaps was a nugget. It's a huge nugget. <sighs> That's a nugget. It's a huge nugget. Personal attention. In the age of trying to scale and trying to treat everybody the same, everybody's not the same. Here's what what the great coaches know, football coach knows. Guess what? Herschel Walker. Are you familiar with Herschel Walker? Herschel Walker, yep. Okay, Herschel Walker, the greatest college football player of all time, the 1980 national champion. Vince Dooley. If Herschel's late five minutes to practice, is that a big deal, Joe? It's a big deal. It's not a big deal when Herschel Walker is late. <laughs> oh, when the third string left guard is five minutes late to practice,
0: I say speed the leader, speed the pack. Let me say you, you can't get your leadership to show leader up. Or? Let me just
1: tell you something. If Dang you're right treating if you're treating everybody the same, you're treating most the wrong way. Wow,
0: that's it. That's enough to end the podcast right there. That's a whole podcast. Vince right Dooley. There. God
2: bless you, Vince Dooley. I just want everybody to know that ninety seven percent of Joe Watkins' responses today has been that's a whole other podcast
0: <laughs> I mean that one right there <laughs> if I if, idea, if i if I responded to what Travis just said, give it to me it It'd be could a whole it, it, it could explode it to into another podcast
1: H- Herschel baby Herschel, my dog. Here's what we're
0: gonna do right now. We're gonna do. As a man thinketh. Mm. I opened up a generic page on as My a man thinketh. My are you ready, Alex? And I, and I want Alex to actually zip his mouth just for a second as he partakes Silence. as a man thinketh. Silence, please. The outer world of circumstance shapes itself in the inner world of thought. And both pleasant and unpleasant external conditions are factors which make for the ultimate good of the individual. As the reaper of his own harvest, man learns both by suffering and bliss.
2: Wow. Wow. Do we need to read that again? Wow. Alex is going to read that again. Let's let Alex read that again. That's that second paragraph. Read it. Read and comment, please. Alex. Alex is going to read this again. He's going to give a little comment. The outer world of circumstance shapes itself to the inner world of thought. And both pleasant and unpleasant external... (laughs) And both pleasant and unpleasant external conditions are factors which make the ultimate good of the individual. As the reaper... Of his own harvest, man learns both by suffering and bliss. Travis and Joe are cracking up over here. Like I can't read.
1: I mean, I, I, I mean, well, what, what's your thought on what's it? What's the commentary, Alex?
2: What's the twenty-one-year-old
1: commentary? What's the younger that? generation
2: feel about that? It's just such a hard situation, you know. Like, <laughs> did you guys even listen to it? Yeah. Let me, let, let me take that from you and tell you what this thing's about. Joe, tell us what it, break it down. A oh, bit. no, don't, get, don't don't worry, Joe. I'll tell you what it's about. So. Wow. wow. You
0: better close it out strong, Alex. Oh, I'll no, close it out Alex. strong. It's
2: on you now. So basically what it's getting at is that everyone wants you to think what they want you to think. Well when you read this paragraph, if you really read, like, there's a lot of it, but you can even read just the first sentence, and it says, "The outer world of circumstances shapes itself to the inner world of thought." Of thought, right? <laughs> Look, I have to say it. Say it. This,
0: this, this is this is so parallels to what we talked about with the with right. the Facebook generation, with the with the marketing that's coming at us, like, what is firing at you? All of the time, from all places, whether it be the news stations and Facebook and Instagram and, and everything that's firing at you is absolutely shaping your internal thoughts. This is what it's saying.
1: You better believe it.
0: And, and so, here's what I'll tell to the young people. If you want to change and you want to mimic yourself around success... You better be making sure that the thoughts that are being poured in from the outside are mimicking those what, what's going to create your internal thoughts. I don't think it. If changed. it's if it's if it's the 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 music of the day that is absolutely horrid, potentially of what the lyrics are and what it's trying to communicate. If that's where you're spending your time. That's also what's going to mimic your thoughts,
1: Alex. Quit rolling your twenty-one-year-old eyes. I'm going to tell you what Grandpappy
2: would tell you at this Do point. It. Please tell me,
1: which is that stuff is poison, brother.
2: So you're telling me as a man, think it's poison? No, 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 no. I'm telling you that what By James you're, Allen, I'm
1: telling you what I've witnessed you look at you on your phone no less than twelve times during the podcast today. Considering what other people are thinking about what you're watching, looking at, considering your career path. I'm telling you that what the older
2: generation knew
1: was that that's poison.
2: I hear what you're saying. I know what you mean. But I don't think you read this paragraph if that's how you feel. Okay, so it says.
0: We read it twice, Alex. Twice, you tell Alex. me in your At own Alex, words what fi- it says. Final verdict, or be Alex. done with it.
1: Final verdict, Alex.
0: You're done. Alex is and done, and we're out. Alex is defeated. Thank you. Thank you. We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the truth. A small business. We got the truth. We got the truth, we got the big truths of small business, sponsored by Yes I Rent, Yes I Rent, Yes I Rent property management, we place good tents and collect your rent, maintain your properties and account for it. Truth, we got the truth, we got the truths, we got the big truths. Small business sponsored by SIREN.
2: Come check us out.
1: Big trees of small business. Click subscribe.